Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Functionally Autoimmune. We have a fantastic on the guest, a guest on the show today. With me, I have Dr. Christian Issels. He is the founder of the Issels Medical Center and immunotherapy pioneer. And we're so happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Issels. Well, thank you for having me, Brandy. I appreciate being here. Um, okay. Of course, yeah. Can you tell us just a little bit more about yourself, how you got involved in immunotherapy and kind of what led you down the path you're on? Well, it's, you know, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, my, my father was one of the first uh, doctors in Germany who used immunotherapy for cancer. And he developed a whole body cancer protocol. And I was, you know, I mean, I was raised with all that going into my, you know, in my life. I remember walking every Sunday and he was talking about his protocols while he was doing certain things and everything. So I was really, so I kind of got inducted into this whole process since I've been three years old. And uh, so I learned a lot about his thinking processes, how he addresses the cancer problem, how the body functions and the common, you know, the common principles, you know, for example, that. If the organs are functioning well, the body's healthy. If the organs function poorly, the body will get sick. And depending on what, you know, what processes are occurring at the same time, it's going to determine what type of outcome you will have, you know, what diseases. For example, uh, some people get histories of, you know, arthritis, psoriasis. All these are chronic diseases. And basically, they occur in the immune system, and the body gets toxic, allows this, you know, the immune system to take a vacation and not address the issue anymore, and so you will, will get sick. Um, so that's part, and then after that, I kind of say, you know, I've been around medicine all my life growing up, and I said, I'm not going to be doing this, I'm going to do something different, and then I just came right back to it, and I went to a natopathic school in, you know, in Arizona, in, in Tempe, and the reason I did that is, was because when my, my father was talking about, you know, if I had to do it over again, I would not become an MD, I would become a naturopath. Mm -hmm. So I kind of listened to him about that. And I, you know, and I went the direction of naturopathy. Sure. And, it, and it also makes common sense because, you know, the body has a need ability to heal itself. And our goal as a physician is to, uh, you know, get rid of the obstacles to, obstacles to cure. And, um, and so that's how I approached this. And I approached every disease process the same way saying, okay, what, what's going on here? What are the symptoms? What organs are not functioning correctly? How can we address those organs? I mean, how make them have them function more, more properly, more and more effectively? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's really great that you decided to take kind of a naturopathic um, route to this, just because I think you have probably a different um, view or insight from even the medicine that you grew up around, um, it seems like you probably have a, a different um, take on all of that from what you saw growing up. Do you feel like that's the case? Yeah, I mean, you know, the interesting part when you look at, at medicine, uh, you know, it's basically it's symptom-based medicine. Mm -hmm. Nobody looks at, you know, what caused the problem. If you have a headache, uh, you're gonna get an aspirin or some type of pain medication. If you have, uh, you know, you know, some type of hormonal issues, they give you hormones. Uh, they just treat the symptoms. They don't find try to figure out, okay, why is that happening right now? What is occurring? Um, and why now? Because a lot of times, there's a belief which I agree with is that uh, symptoms are the way the body, how the body addresses problems. It's like, say, okay, this is a problem. Let's address it. And then, unfortunately, with medicine right now, which especially allopathic medicine, 
they, they don't do that. They just treat the symptom. And so it's always going to be symptom-based medicine. So it doesn't get to the cause and, in, and it ignores uh, the, uh, the body's innate ability to heal itself. Yeah, definitely. So I want to touch a bit on immunotherapy because I know that's something that is a big part of what you do, but I also know that there's a lot of um, misconception and unknown information out there um, about immunotherapy treatments and things like that. I know a lot of people are confused about it. I get questions about it frequently. So can you kind of explain that a little bit uh, to us? Yeah, right. You know, right now there are, you know, the two major, uh, thought process with immunotherapy. Mm-hmm. One is the whole system activation of the immune system and hoping that once you activate all the cells, they will go to the right location and you know and destroy the cancer. And that's such a thing as Keytruda, Optivo, these are the ones that you, you know you see in the news a lot saying, okay, this is, has shown to uh, you know increase lives in the lifespan and have some remission, but they do they do have a lot of major side effects like autoimmune diseases. Because it's you know it's a wholesale wholesale activation of the immune system, and it does not focus the immune system where it needs to go. Really, it just says I'm gonna you know take like a shotgun approach. You take a shotgun, you shoot at the target, which is the whole body, and you hope one of those bullets actually gets to the cancer without destroying any other parts right. in the body. And that is that's one approach. The other approach is taking your immune cells, your T cells, natural killer cells, dendritic cells you know, in activating them and act and focus them to address the antigens present in your body to go where they need to go to actually do the right work. And a lot of times when what people don't think about is when you talk to cancer patients, they say, you know, doc, you know, I've been healthy all my life. I haven't had a cold in 12 years. And, you know, I've, you know, there's not never a problem. Not man, suddenly I have cancer. How is that possible? And the explanation I give is that the immune system, your immune system is not weak. It is just not focused where it needs to be focused on. So our goal is immunotherapy is number one, to activate the immune system with the cell therapies. And then at the same time, find okay, what is going on internally? What's going on with the milieu uh, that your body does not pay attention to the cancer tissue, wherever it is. If it's in the lungs, if it's in the breast, the prostate, colon, whatever it is, it makes no difference. You need to find out where where is the disconnect, you know, in the body system function to allow this cancer actually to grow? Yeah. Yeah. So when you when you talk about the immune system being um, disconnected or not focused, how do you determine, um, you know, if someone's got something going on, maybe they aren't quite at cancer yet, but but they could be leading down that path, or maybe, you know, there's other stuff going on. How do you help determine that information for them? How do you find where the immune system is kind of going wrong? Are there certain tests or studies that you find the most helpful for that? Yeah, what we, you know, I, what I do, I give them a very detailed questionnaire. Mm-hmm. And the questionnaire addresses, you know, GI function, you know, uh, gastric, colon, then we look at, you know, nervous system, then we look at liver function, we look at connective tissue, we look at heart function, uh, we look, um, you know, hormonal, of course, you know, prostate and so forth. And of course, nervous system and depression and anger, anxiety, things like that. Sure. And those tests are actually uh, based on symptomology. So basically they get a questionnaire and they write down, they're gonna fill, fill the questions, questions out and tell me exactly how serious that issue is. 
that gives me a number and that puts it into a range of something which is a problem has to be addressed and you know or it's just i can you know it's not a big issue so that's not need to, doesn't need to be addressed at all and so i go for that questionnaire then i run a lot of blood tests i look at uh, tumor markers for example i look at inflammation sample set rate uh crt protein levels of ldl and you know you know look at those numbers look at you know you know the total cholesterol uh, look into, um, uh, you know, of course, liver function, see how the liver is functioning. You know, the problem with liver functions tests is that the liver has a very large capacity to be functioning normally without having some damage done, but it still looks perfectly normal on blood work. Sure. So a lot of the problems which are developing inside the body are not going to be visible on, visible on blood work. Mm. So um, it's just a problem. Then, of course, I test for viruses. Infections, you know, for example, Epstein Barr, uh, Salamanca virus, uh, herpes two, herpes uh, one, five, six, and seven. Um, you know, then of course, looking at the toxic exposure for lifetime, what are they exposed to? All these things would tell me what organs are likely to be an issue. And then I run a test, I run three tests, which one is called the Estec testing, uh, Zyto, and um, scan. And that goes for the, all the organs. And it shows me what organs are currently stressed. And so then that gives me an area where, okay, I, for example, this, you know, a person, this do, just do allergies, you know, um, just, you know, common, you know, seasonal allergies. You know, when you look at patients like that, it usually is related to an issue of barrier functions. So basically, whatever's in the outside world would get inside the body. And then the response to the, you know, to the, offending antigens which enter the body. And those responses could be based on antigens or can be based, be based on energetics. And if it's based on energetics, normal, normal allergy therapies like you know, injecting the antibodies into the skin do not work. Yeah. So basically if it's an energetic issue, you actually address the energetic problem of the, you know, the allergen. Uh, that's one way, of one way to address that. Um, so, and so we would give, you know, give the person things to help with the barrier function, which would be omega-3 fatty acids, digestive enzymes, and adrenal support. And then we would treat them with the energetics, uh, you know, of the offending allergens by resetting them, you know, once a week, you know, it's here about five weeks, and then they actually cleared up, uh, that, you know, the allergy based on the energetics. And they become, they have a really good response. But of course, if it's energy based, then you have to go into a more potent uh, process of injecting energies and hoping to reduce the response to those antibodies, so to the antigens, which are, you know, which are causing the problem. Yeah. Wow. That seems like a, a really um, in depth approach. I think that a lot of people are probably not used to um, having that much. Um, you know, in-depth look into what's going on so that the, as you mentioned earlier, so that the symptoms and the root cause can really be targeted. And I think that's really great. Um, I know that a question is going to come up, but um, you talked a little bit about, you know, 
our immune system and trying to get it back in balance and things like that. How have you noticed in your practice, are there things that seem to happen in our world that are more of an issue than others and causing our immune systems to go out of balance and causing disease in the first place? Are there things that we can do um, in our daily lives to kind of help mitigate some of that? Well, in general, the, the biggest the biggest issue in our cross or aspects of health healthiness is stress. Mm-hmm. You know, stress is the one one thing which cannot be avoided because basically it's life. You're going to be stressed here and there. Just the stress resp- response has to be has to be in a, in a, you know in a proper way. It cannot be you know uh, overblown. Like a lot of people overblow stress responses. You get too upset. You get too angry. Things like that. Sure. And one thing people don't think about a lot is if the most common stressor uh, is actually related to your diet. Mm-hmm. And for example, that's especially sugars. Yeah. And what, you know, I'm sure you know this, but again, when you eat, uh, you know, some uh, non-complex carbohydrate, like a, for example, like an, an apple or a banana, you eat up the banana, it gets absorbed into your bloodstream. It increases your blood sugar. Your insulin needs to work real hard. You know, sugar drops to a certain level. It tells the oh my God, my sugar is low. Let's take more sugar. So it goes, it goes to the adrenals, produces cortisol. The cortisol travels into the liver to, you know, to produce, use, you know, you could be on to produce more glucose in the bloodstream. And that's a stress response. So every time you eat a carbohydrate is unopposed with some type of protein or fat, that's going to cause an internal stress response, which is similar to running from the tiger. And you're not even aware of it. People really realize sometimes when they eat lunch, and after two hours, they're kind of really tired afterwards. They call, you know, they call like the, you know, the postprandial coma. Yeah. They're kind of exhausted afterwards. Basically, that's the reason why, because the adrenals have worked real hard, and now they have to rest a bit, and you get tired from that. Yeah, that that definitely makes a lot of sense. And I think everyone listening probably has experienced that at one time or another where you maybe you ate a little too much or, you know, I think Thanksgiving is a great, a great example yes. of. <laughs> yes, it is. But, you know, but that's the thing right there, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of tired after you've eaten feeling. And so I think it's really important for um, for that information to get out because I, there's so much that people can do for their own health before they get sick. Um, and I think we've kind of gotten into a cycle and, you know, let, let me know if, if I'm wrong here, but I think we've kind of gotten to a cycle of, we wait until there's symptoms and then we want to kind of change our habits and what we do. And unfortunately that's kind of the backwards way to do it. Cause we want to get to a place where we're doing things on our daily, you know, life and on a daily basis that kind of helps us not get to a disease place. And, you know, knowing those food tricks and knowing that stress is such a, a huge part of that, I think can can help mitigate some people's daily lives as much as possible. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, you know, you know, you know, not getting sick is, the, you know, the, probably the best medicine, mm-hmm. you know, um, but unfortunately, we live right now in an environment where, you know, that is very, very difficult because everything you eat right now is going to be processed. Mm-hmm. Even though, in, or it's going to be exposed to, you know, to pesticides, or you know, or it might be genetically modified. Sure. Even if you go to our organic farm, and even though, you know, because of all the the winds in the air, those organic farms will be still going to get some pesticides, you know, into the food. So it's basically not that clean. 
And also, secondly, a lot of the foods we eat now don't have the same effect of nutrition as they had before. You may have, you know, 30 years ago, there might have been plenty of nutrition in the food you ate now, but now, uh, I mean, then and now the level is not there. Yeah. So it is really, so it's really, it's really complicated. And another part people don't think about is that, um, for example, when you get older, your digestive tract is not as efficient. So a lot of times when, you know, people take oral supplements or patients, not people, patients do, and they have no improvement. It's not that they are not getting the right supplements. It just means that they are not absorbing them properly. So that's why the first step in any type of therapy, what you do, any type of therapy is number one, make sure you get the nutrition you need, make sure the organs are functioning properly. And then once all these things are in place, then what's ever left over has to be addressed differently. I mean, it's kind of like elimination of suspects. Yeah. You know, you go for the easy suspect first, which the least invasive is, for example, doing a, a diet change and taking some supplements. And if, you know, if that doesn't work, then you have to look at what's what's missing. And it's, you're going to do, you're going to do a bit more testing to find out what that is. Right. And then, you know, and that's the statement. That's how, we, how I approach a cancer picture. I look, okay. I mean, it's people who have cancer, they're very much, you know, that system is pretty darn broken. Yeah. So, you know, you need more than just have a diet change, but you need to have a diet change. You need to make sure organ systems are functioning. And then you need to find out what are the other offenders are. For example, is there a chronic viral infection? Uh, do they have foci infections? Uh, is it dental? Is it, you know, is it uh, toxic exposure? Is it mold? Is it EMFs? Things like that, and you need to address each item. As, you know, see, okay, test force. Oh, yeah, that seems to be an issue. That makes the person weak. Address that, but that takes a lot of time. So when people are very ill, you don't have that really that long time to address it that way. So you have to go aggressive right away, and that's why we do the cell therapies, where we actually take your immune cells and we activate them and reinject them to do the work right away. And then we support the immune system to be active long-term by making the proper changes in a, in a person's environment, internal environment. Yeah. And that's how we, how we approach it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's such an amazing approach because you're, you're looking at the whole body. You know, I, I, I think a lot of times what happens, especially with cancer patients, as you're talking about, is there's such a focus on, you know, the tumor or the cancer specifically. And I think a lot of times the rest of the body is often forgotten or ignored because, you know, there's such a focus on, on what's happening. And so I think this full body um, approach is so important because like you said, there's so many different things that are um, altered and affected when you have something like cancer going on in your body. And so to be able to look at everything um, is, I think is such a great approach to do an overall kind of health and modification to find out, you know, what, what caused it in the first place, what things are going wrong now. And that's such a great way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, uh, interesting when you, when you, it's interesting when you look, uh, you know, you know, most physicians or doctors who are, uh, which we call themselves, you know, functional, functional therapists or functional, you know, functional doctors. Mm-hmm. The interesting part is a lot of them use what's, what I call a green allopathy. So what they're using, instead of using, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals, they use herbs to treat the same thing. They're still adjusting only the symptom. And so it's, it is a very, and there's another, another part of that, which I think is an issue is they're too much, uh, they look at systems to be separate. 
you know, you know, like medicine these days is like you're gonna go to internist, you're gonna go to kidney doctor, heart doctor, brain, you know, you know, neurologist, uh, you know, autumn, you know, oncologist, hematologist, they all separate specialties. So when you do specialties, they just look at the one part of your body. Yeah. And so all the you know, so the whole body approach is lost. And you know, and again, of course, we just focus on one thing, whatever goes on the other parts of the body, you know, it's you know, it's not important to you. Right. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that we've touched on on the show quite a bit as, um, you know, a lot of the topics we talk about are, are, you know, autoimmune disease, chronic illness, things like that. And, you know, uh, so many of my listeners, including myself, have seen, you know, over the course of our own health journeys, um, many, many specialists <laughs> without resolve. And I think that's a big reason for that is because, you know, as you mentioned earlier, symptomology, you know, it's one specialist can treat this symptom, but another specialist has to treat the other one. And so this full body approach is, is such a huge improvement in our overall healthcare. And I think it's something fantastic that you're doing for your um, patients to kind of help them look at every aspect of what's going on with their body so that they can truly heal um, from, from what's going on. Yeah, you know, the body has a innate ability to heal itself. You know, so when people improve and get well, it's, you know, it's not my doing. It's basically the doing of your body to do, you know, to do the proper thing it normally does. Yeah. And so healing doesn't happen from the physician. It happens from, you know, from your own body. So the best example you can think about this, I mean, you know, people don't think about antibiotics. They think that the antibiotics kill, you know, the infection. And generally, antibiotics are what's called bacteriostatic. So basically, they stop the bacteria from growing more. So it gives the body immune system time to, you know, to pick up the antigen, produce the antibodies and fight it off. Sure. So again, that's when people have whole body radiation or, you know, you know, when they get an infection, they die. Because there's no immune response to protect the body from the bacteria or, you know, taking it over. Right. So that's, so that's part of, you know, that's the problem with treating, you know, just part, part of the body. I mean, you need to, number one, you have to look at all the aspects of it. And you know, and the body is what I call it's like a neural net. Each organ system is interconnected with each other. So and once once they function in unity, or if the energy flows perfectly well, they are disease free. So once the energy flow is inhibited somehow or or changed, then you have a fact of then homeostasis is no longer there, and then you get to the place which called disease. So that there's a disease in function of energy flow throughout the body. Yeah. And so in a sense, it's basically, with, you know, with any type of chronic disease, the disease factor is actually not necessarily a breakdown of parts. Basically, there's a breakdown in connectivity of the different parts. And so our goal is to make sure we can get all these systems to be interconnected again. And then, then we can actually have health. And, uh, you, know, and that's, you know, that's the goal. And, in, you know, and especially in cancer, you know, which I, you know, what I mostly see is, you know, that it is, it does take time to, to do that. And the problem when you start with people on toxic therapy, such as chemotherapy, radiation, you know, all these, these things will inhibit or block the normal function of the neural net. Yeah. So the body has no real chance to really recover. Because it's in you know, everything you're doing is actually inhibiting the normal functionality of the neural net. Yeah. And so 
Yeah, you know, that's the problem. And so if you start working with the body and make sure all the organs are functioning the way they should, interconnected properly, then you can just, you know, develop a healthy terrain, which makes it very, very difficult for the cancer to survive. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really amazing. I, I'm just impressed in awe with what you're doing because I think it's so fantastic and, and will help so many people. Uh, but before we run out of time, I want to make sure anyone listening out there who's thinking um, that they need to get in touch with you and that they need your help. I want to make sure that we give any information on how people can find you, how they can work with you. Um, any of those details that you're, you're willing to share with us. Oh yeah, they definitely can, you know, they can look at our website. It's islet.com. And I'm on Twitter at Dr. Islet, Islet. And so it's a D-R, big D-I-S-S-E-L-S, big I-S-S-E-L-S on Twitter. Yep. And these are the two good places to, you know, again, contact with me. Yeah. And um, we will make sure that that's in the show notes for anybody who's listening, who didn't have a chance to write that down. Maybe you're driving or whatever. We'll put that in the show notes so that you can easily find Dr. Issels and get in touch with him um, if that's something that you feel like you would like to do. And then again, I want to thank you, Dr. Issels, for being on the show, for sharing all of your information, for doing what you do, and for taking the time out of your day to be here and explain a little bit to us about all of the wonderful things you're doing and what options are out there for everyone. Yeah, you're very, very welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. And thanks everyone for listening to another episode, and we will catch you on the next show. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, with 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. For your own risk-free AG, plus 20% off, and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune, or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add athletic greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.